On today's episode of the Tweet Show Podcast, we got a pretty fun show, I think. We got some three fun topics to discuss. We got Lionel Messi going to MLS. We got the PGA Tour and Live Tour merging together. And then we've got Game 3 recap and Game 4 preview. So, I mean, it's going to be a pretty fun show, I think. I, I got so much things to say in my mind with, with Messi, the PGA Tour, and Game 4 and recapping Game 3. So, with that being said... Let's get started with today's episode. said in the top of the show there's i'm just going to talk about three things and that's it three things and then we're out so i'll go with number one the first thing we'll do is nba finals so i was going to do another live reaction on the on the youtube but sadly i could not do it because i was having to do some um uh, taking care of of a dog and he sometimes can be a bit loud so couldn't really do a reaction show as I would like to have had done, but that's okay. I'm doing one right now. I mean, it's not live. I'm doing it live right now, but the time you guys are listening to this, you already have heard the takes, watched the game and all that, but I'm just going to give you my two cents real quick of game three. So for the Nuggets, I'm going to start with the Nuggets here for game three. I wasn't truly amazed on how they sort of won this game because like a part of me, and I sort of tweeted this out on my Twitter account. I was like, hey, if someone doesn't step up besides Jamal Murray and Jokic, I don't see Denver winning this game because I thought Miami could somehow sneak it, sneak this win out if no one else on Denver was going to step up. A little bit, and little behold, I was wrong. They could win because of Jamal and Jokic, but also because of Christian Brown. Shout out Christian Brown with those 15 points. I mean, he was a obviously key contributor of winning of winning game three for them. I mean, I would have liked to have seen Michael Porter Jr., which was which was the original tweet. Hey, if Michael Porter doesn't if Michael Porter Jr. doesn't step up and start making some shots here, they might lose this game. But like I said, Christian Brown stepped it up. Mike, uh, Aaron Gordon stepped it up a little bit. He started making some shots. He started getting some buckets to go his way. But yeah, I mean, I was impressed with. Truly, with Christian Brown, I think he might earn some more minutes in these finals. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I was super impressed by his performance. And I think a lot of us were, if we watched that game, we're like, oh, hey, that Christian Brown kid, he's he's looking pretty solid. Like, he's hustling. He's giving it his all. Like, he knows it's the NBA finals. It's, you got to, you can't just half-ass it. You got to just go all, you got to go all out. You got to perform at a high level. So, I mean, obviously, he won a national championship at Kansas. So, I mean, he obviously knows the, the stakes of winning the championship. So it's just one of those things like, like he, I feel like he understood what he needed to do for his team to win game three. So I, that's really about the only, I think that's really about the only reasons why Denver won. And, and, and it was also, and we'll get to Miami in just a second. I think it was just, I think Denver heard what coach Michael Malone said about him. And they're like, Hey, we're going to show coach 
that we're not half-assing in it. And we're going to take defensive seriously. And we're going to hustle. Or we're going to die for loose balls. And we're going to do all these things. And as for Miami, I mean, look, I'll say this. Again, I still love Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is still a fantastic player. But, he, again, he just... He, he just needs to be more aggressive. He got to be more aggressive, Jimmy. Again, I love Jimmy. I've always loved him. I loved his game. I love his passion. I love how he just takes over games sometimes. So I just wish that Jimmy would just realize that, look, I know that he wants to get his teammates involved. And that's how, you know, sometimes that's how the Heat win typically is his teammates that he likes to say, instead of calling them role players, he likes to just say they're his teammates, which is fine, I guess. But his teammates also need him to step up and just be a bit more aggressive, stop passing up shots. So, I mean, where's the Jimmy Butler that told Drew Holiday he can't guard him? Where's the Jimmy Butler that's, like, told Grant Williams he can't hang? Where's the, Where's Jimmy Butler? Where is he? Where is the... Where's the playoff Jimmy Butler we all know and loved? And like his, you know, his little, I mean, that's just, I want, I want that Jimmy back. I want him back. I want to make this series fun. Cause I think if, if they don't, if Miami does not win game four, the series is over. I mean, I always thought Denver was going to win the series, but if they don't win game four, it's over. It's not officially over, but Denver is going to win it at five then. Because if they don't, if Miami doesn't win in Game Four, the series is over. Heat season's done. Like they ain't gonna win in Denver. And at least in my opinion, I don't see that happening. I really just don't. I think Denver's just gonna put the put the nails on the coffin in Game Five if if uh, Denver's up three one. So as for some of the other players, I would have I would have also have liked to see Caleb Martin play a little bit better. I like to see him play a bit more. I mean, he's obviously playing a lot. I meant more of just being um, also aggressive. Maybe not aggressive. I don't know. I'm trying to find the right word. But I want him to be – I just need him – I guess Miami really needs him to be able to score some baskets as well. Kevin Love really had a struggle night. I mean, he obviously he's he's Kevin Love. I feel like he's always good at his current stage of his career. I feel like he's good for at least one good, decent game. Probably like – 15 points, I feel like, would be a pretty solid performance for Kevin at his stage of his career, I feel like. So if, if Miami got at least 12 points out of him, I feel like they could potentially win the game. And then also, where's Max Strutz? I We haven't seen him since that first quarter in game two, I feel like. Where where's Max? Where's Max Strutz? Where did he go? He's having a bit of a struggle finals. So, I mean, it's just one of those things like Bam's playing really well. I feel like he's the only one for Miami that's actually playing at a high level. So, no, obviously defensively, I mean, actually I'm not going to criticize his, his defense because he's having to guard Jokic, and it's really hard to guard Jokic. There's no one out in the NBA that can guard Jokic. Like, it's impossible. Even, like, Giannis can't really, like, stop Jokic. So, I mean, he's just a hard person to guard doesn't matter where he is on the court. He's going to score. He's going to pass. He's going to rebound it because he's Jokic, and he's arguably the best player in today's NBA right now. That's just my opinion. I'm going to stick it. I'm going to stick to it. I think Jokic is probably the best player in NBA right now. So, like I said, for game four, this is, let's see, who I'm putting 
all the pressure on Jimmy Butler to do well. If Jimmy Butler does not come out full on attack mode, Miami's not going to win this game. I really think so. I just don't think Miami's going to win the game if Jimmy doesn't come out attack. I need we need so if Miami's going to win, they're going to need Jimmy Butler to play well. They're going to need Bam Bio to continue to play well, and they're going to need either Caleb Martin or I'm trying to think who I guess either like I'm going to say I guess Max or Max Strutz or even I don't know I, I don't think Kyle maybe Kyle Lowry or or Gabe Vincent I I forgot about Gabe Vincent we need Gabe he needs his uh, other teammate Gabe Vincent to step up so really him. So Gabe Vincent, Caleb, Jimmy, and Bam, all four of those guys need to play well for Miami to have a chance to win, to at least win game four, to at least tie up the series at 2-2 two, two apiece and go back to Denver with a chance to go up 3-2, and then we'll, go, we'll, we'll see what goes from there. Because if they win game four and then they get, if they can steal it, if they can win game five and then go back home to win the NBA championship in six, that'd be crazy be a crazy absolute crazy so i'm very excited for game four on front tomorrow but so very excited very very excited all right let's talk um let's see which one should i do first should i do pga tour and live or should i do messy here we'll do we'll do messy right now because I'll, I'll probably rant a little bit more with the pga and live thing so i'll do messy right now so Lionel Messi, if you're not too familiar with who he is, which I don't know, do you live under a rock? He's one of the greatest football football players, aka soccer players for us Americans who like to call football soccer. I, I call them both. I don't really care. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say both. So either way, Messi, one of the greatest soccer players of all time. And I he's coming to MLS. He's gonna join the Inter Miami football club in the MLS uh league which is owned by David Beckham. If you're not too familiar with who he is, he is a former also football player in the uh, Europe. He played in the Europe league. He's from, he played in, he played with uh, Manchester United and, or yeah, right. Hold on. Let me look up. I'm almost positive. He played for Manchester United. Hold on. And then a couple other clubs. And then once he got old and stuff, he decided to come over here in America and play for the galaxy. So, let me just look up David Beckham real quick. Let's see David Beckham. Let's see. Here we go. So he played for. Let's see. So in his football career, yep, uh, from '92 to '03, played for Manchester United. And then he kind of leaped around a little bit with um, Real Madrid, Hello Galaxy. Then he went back to Europe to go play for or AC Milan and then he played for PSG for one season so obviously he played the most with uh, Manchester United and Real Madrid obviously he made a quick stop here at the US so so if you're asking Jan why do we care about Lionel Messi joining MLS? Well, let me tell you why. One, it's going to grow the game of soccer. Two, MLS just just got to be a big just became a bigger sport of interest because MLS just got the greatest player of all time to join their league. It's not very often when the greatest player of all time in a particular sport joins your league. So, 
I guess for like NBA terms, it'd be like LeBron James heading over to China to play for the shot for the Qingtang Sharks. Basically, is what it is. It's sort of like that. If Giannis or one of the top five players in the NBA right now would join, would go over to China and play in that league, they would obviously would just dominate because they're one of the five best players in the world. So that's basically what Lionel Messi is. Now, obviously, he's 35 right now, but he's still one of the greatest players of all time. He's still playing at a high, high level. I mean, he's just, he's messy. And that's, and I think, and I was having a conversation about this with my roommate, who's a Lionel Messi fan. And I was sort of talking about it. I texted him that, that morning and there were some reports saying, hey, Messi's coming to the MLS. I said, hey, Sean, you know about this? I'm like, hey, is he actually going to come this time? He's like, all right, let me just pull up the message here real quick. Uh, let's see. So I was like, here, let me, let me just scroll up a bit. Because we had a sort of a long conversation about Messi coming here. I said, so here's the following word. So I said, so is Messi actually coming to Miami this time or what, Sean? I'm seeing a lot of reports he's coming to MLS. He's like, I have no clue what's going on. And I said, okay. He's like, I don't really care where he goes as long as he doesn't go to the Saudi Arabia League, which I was like, yeah, I, I don't blame him. I don't, wouldn't, no one really wants to see him over there. Then we're like, okay. And then we're like seeing some more reports. And we're like, okay, this might be actually happening. And then we started sending GIFs of us. Uh, gifs to each other with the like office meme and SpongeBob SquarePants trying to trying to uh, uh, blow out a fire, and then we start. And then once the news became official, I'm like, "Hey, we're like, oh crap, this is finally happening. Messi's coming to us." And then we just like, "What do we do now? What do we do now?" I was like, "Well, uh, for us, we're gonna watch the games. We're gonna buy his jerseys. I mean, I'm I were, I'm probably not, but I was just going along with it." I was like, we're going to buy his jerseys. We're going to watch all the games. We're going to go see him play. We're going to spend like $500,000 to go see him play football, all the other stuff. And I was like, yeah, he's just going to dominate for like the next two, three seasons in MLS right now. It's just, it's also, and I was like, it's also good for MLS because now I feel like there are more soccer players like from the, the Europe leagues, the premieres and the championships and the uh, other uh, La Ligas and all the other leagues out there in Europe. It'll be like all those players will be like, you know, if Messi can do it, I don't see why I can't just come over and just play a couple couple seasons of MLS f- football. I don't see what the problem is. Now, obviously, they don't, I don't, I would like to see like players in their prime to come over here. But if, you know, um, you know, say like in two years from now, we get Neymar to come over here, that'd be pretty cool. Now, I don't know if <laughs> Messi and Neymar can be on the same team because I'm assuming if Neymar comes, comes over here he might have to join he'd be like hey, i just want to come and play for miami i'm like i'll play anywhere else so i mean unless he would have to go i mean the only other clubs so here's the thing with mls i think if, if we're gonna get all these european soccer players to come over here and play for us there are about like four clubs really i feel like they could probably afford these so-called players obviously miami the two la clubs and probably oh i don't know Maybe either like Chicago or New York teams, just because they're big markets. Maybe I don't know. I I I don't know if their owners are willing. Those owners are willing to spend money just because I I don't know. I'm just trying to think like big picture wise. Because then I was just saying all that, and he's like, "Well, yeah." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "I wonder if because Messi sees." an opportunity to own a club then because then because they're I think they're right now they're at 29 clubs I think within the next few years they're going to add another club in Charlotte 
I believe. I'm not 100% sure. But the league is expanding. That The league is growing. So it's good to see that MLS is growing and expanding. He's like saying about Messi being an owner. And I was like, well, if Messi's going to become an owner, I'm curious in which league or what city he would want it to be in. I don't know if we're going to, MLS is going to like try and expand it to either like the Mexico area, if we're going to go Mexico area stuff, you know, if we're going to be in a Mexico team, there's going to be a team in Mexico or not. I don't know. That'd be probably my best guess because I don't think if he's going to be like a, I don't know, like a part time owner with that so it'd be very interesting and then he was talking about how like if he becomes an owner he would sort of run it like barcelona does or something like that so and then uh, the only reason one once again the only reason why messi's coming to, to mls is one his friend david beckham's signing him to a big contract he's also getting a share um percent of the apple deal with mls and something like that i mean he's getting like all these like deals like Adidas is paying him to come here. Apple's paying him to come here. Obviously, Miami's come, paying him to come here. So it's a lot of stuff, I I think. Like I said, it, it's just great for MLS to get one of the greatest players of all time to come to our, to come over here in America and play so we can watch greatness. So it, I'm very excited. I'm very, I'm very pumped to see how this, how this all plays out. So I think, a lot of reports are saying he's going to come late sometime in July and join the team in July. So it'd be very, I'm like I said, I'm going to mark my calendars when his first game comes around, but like, all right, we're going to circle this game. We're going to circle that day. And I'm going to make sure I'm going to watch Messi play some football. So I'm very excited to see how this all transpires with Messi and Miami. Because right now Miami is not very good. So hopefully with the next like couple weeks or so, they can start getting players to actually, actually can, like contend or be better than what they are right now. Cause they're at the bottom of the table the, of the Eastern conference. So they better start figuring some things out. So, all right. Um, let's see. So now we can transition to the P uh, PGA and live tour merging together. So, so I necessarily, I wasn't crazy about the live tour. I was never watch a single second of it. I wasn't, Sorry, let me back up a second. <laughs> so, I think we all saw the news this morning, or the morning of seeing seeing it all, all on our phones on Twitter, going, "The Live Tour and PGA have merged." And I go, "Huh?" Or, well, I can't remember. Did I see it on Twitter or did I see it on my phone? I can't remember. I think I saw it on Twitter. But either way, we all saw it on our phones, going, "Huh? They merged? What do you mean they merged?" And it was all kind of puzzling. But at the end of the day. It's a business, so PGA was just trying to find a way to get some more money, which I guess I don't really blame them. And I like the first initial thoughts were, what are they doing? Why are they merging? What's happening? A lot of players didn't even know this was going to happen. They had a what a secret meeting, and literally no one knew, not even reporters, nothing. It just came out of nowhere. It just came out of from like CNBC's Twitter page saying. P it like saying like the PGA tour and live tour emerge is like, okay, did, 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 no, did somebody know about this? Did who, who knew about this? Like Lord Roy and tiger didn't know about this. Like literally nobody knew that the PGA tour and live tour were going to merge. It's crazy. It's just crazy stuff. I mean, I'm a little bit shocked about how this all went down. So, I mean, it's just, it's kind of crazy. 
It really is. Like I, I'm still trying to figure it out because like, like I'm not, I don't completely understand the whole situation, even though I've tried to have listened to some pods and read some, well, I guess actually not read the articles, just watch sports center and understand what's going on here exactly. But what can I would have so far I've gathered it. I've gathered information is that, is that basically like I was sort of saying the PGA tour is trying to get some more money in their pockets so they can pay, so they can you know pay these players and something like that. So I guess they were the finally just cave in and they're like, if you can't beat them, join them. So I feel like that's sort of what Liv was saying. It was like, well, if we can't beat them, we might as well join them. So, and obviously, Liv is if Liv is obviously under the Saudi the Saudis investment. So they obviously have unlimited amount of money and all that. So they can pay these players however much they want because they literally do have unlimited amount of money it's it's crazy how much money they have and they just can just throw it all around they're like here take our money and take it we don't care we'll make new money in 20 in 20 minutes they just have so much damn money they just just thrown in everywhere like they just don't care they're like it's money who cares so it'll be very interesting to see a bit more stuff coming out about uh the live tour and pga tour obviously this is friday so i'm guessing most of you have gathered about say much as the information as I have, but it's like I'm just and like there was what was it? Bryson DeChambeau had like the I didn't see the whole interview, but he was basically saying that everybody just needs to give to like forgive the lip for the Saudis for what they did for nine eleven. It's like I'm sorry, what did you just say, bro? Did you, what did you just say? Oh yeah, we yeah totally. We can just forgive what they did for nine eleven. It's been twenty years. Yeah, that, you're right. Let's just forgive them. Yeah, okay, Bryson. Okay, yeah, okay, dude. Okay, it's the. It, what was he thinking when he said that? What was he thinking? How dumb can he be? I guess that's how much. You know. If you're getting paid the hundred million, I don't know, like three hundred. I don't know how much he's getting paid, but a shit ton of money just to say something good about the league, and then he's just like, I hope someone in his like someone in his circle is like, hey, dude, did you realize what you just said on that interview about the Saudis uh, hitting planes into the towers on nine eleven? Do you understand what you just said there? I mean, I would hope so. I mean, I would hope someone in his circle can go. Hey, dude. Uh, I'm gonna. We're gonna need you to apologize for what you just said to the American public because <laughs> uh, we still haven't forgiven them for 9/11. Yeah, we still haven't done that. Nope. Nah, still haven't. Still haven't gotten over it. I'm just like I'm sure certain people in Japan haven't forgiven us for what we did to them. So, I mean, eh, what what are we doing here, Bryson? What are we doing? I I. I I had a little beef with him before, but now I just have a bigger beef. I was I was like, okay, cool, Bryson, and then now I'm just like, bro, what are we doing? That was a bit embarrassing. That was kind of embarrassing, Bryson. So it is what it is for Bryson. So, uh, like I said, I to sort of get back on the live thing. So, or well, I guess more of the PGA thing. Like Roy Roy went on a or did a press conference, and they were asking him about it, all these questions. He's like. I still hate Liv. Liv sucks. All this other stuff. And he's like, said something about, 
it's not live or wouldn't the partnership it's not technically not live or something like that i don't know i'm still trying to f- understand the whole live pga tour thing i probably should have done a bit more research on it now that i think about it or i probably have should have finished that episode that i was listening to about it but yeah either way it, i feel like it's just it's sort of a mess going on in pga tour but but also here's another thing i was sort of thinking about if you're one of those players that took them, if you're one of those PGA players that didn't take the money and didn't go to the live tour. And now the live tour players are coming back to the PGA tour and getting paid more money than you are. Like you'd be pissed. I'd be like, what you told us if we stayed, we'd be loyal. But now you're bringing back those players that were, that were banished basically it's like, dude, what, what happened? So it, it's just, it's a messy situation going on. I feel like it's, it's it's just a very very weird thing going on in in the golf world. That's for sure. It's not it's not good. It's not good. And I I don't, I don't know. I'm not gonna try and I I can't decide if I'm trying to say anything more else or if I'm gonna be like more political about the Saudis or if I need to because like. I guess, honestly, I don't even know what else to say. I really don't know what else to say about this whole thing. Because I really don't know what else to say. So, there you go. Well, I guess uh, just some quick headlines here. And then we'll wrap up the show. Oklahoma softball just won their third straight national championship in softball. So, congratulations to them. Um, what other stuff happened? Frank Clark is going to the Denver Broncos. I saw that. Then the Big Ten revealed their uh model for the 2024-25 seasons for their schedulings with the with USC and UCLA coming to the conference. And then let's see what other what other uh headlines did I see? Let's see what other stuff. Oh, uh, let's see what's oh so. Looks like, uh, speaking of hockey, and I haven't really talked too much hockey on this pod, so I apologize for all my hockey fans out there. I apologize. It is currently uh, end of the third, 2-2, so it looks like we're going into overtime in Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Finals. As the Golden Knights and Florida Panthers are up tied up in the third. So, yep, we're going into overtime here. Very, very fun stuff. I, I usually tune in to hockey Roughly around this time. I mean, I have no idea what's going on during the regular season. So I feel like I always just turn. I always like figure out what's going on in hockey during the playoffs. I'm like, all right, who's good? Who's not? <laughs> I start. Wa- I'll like watch like towards the end, like the very end, like the conference finals and Stanley Cups. Like last year, I was like watching it. Most of it. Uh, I was watching most of hockey because of the Avalanche, which I have family members who are Avalanche fans. So I figured I was going to be invested in a little bit of their success. So, yeah. All right. So, yeah, they're just talking about how the Panthers and Guardians are going to go to overtime here. I mean, shout out to the Panthers, though. What a crazy run they have. Now, obviously, they're down 2-0 in this series. So they really need they really need to win this game if they have any chance of, I feel like, even winning winning this series or winning the Stanley Cup. If they don't win game three, the series is over because they're going to lose in game four probably. So they really need game three. 
All right. Um, anything else I need to sort of talk about or just mention on the pod while I'm at it? Uh, let's see. I'm sort of scrolling here. Oh, Jacob DeGrom is going to have to have Tommy surgery. So, shocker. He got injured again. Uh, let's see what. Because like on the last pod, I was talking, trying to talk some MLB, and then all I did was just talk about how the Guardians name is stupid. <laughs> you would know which it is, but I didn't have a problem with the Indians or the Cleveland Indians at the time changing the name to the Guardians. But I feel like they probably could have came up with a better name, but it is what it is. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Rays are still in first in the American League, and the uh, Braves are still in first in the National League. Did I say is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they still are. I didn't didn't want to look at the stands. Go. Oh wait, no, they're not. Nope, still are. Okay. Uh, the Oakland A's are still terrible at baseball. So congratulations, Oakland A's, for sucking at baseball. All right. Anything else I should talk about? I probably I don't think so. I'm gonna just try to make this about a thirty minute pod at best. But again, by the time I do some editing and do all those other stuff, it might come down to like 28 minutes. I'm like, shucks, I didn't get to 30. So, all right. I think with that being said, like I said, I apologize for not having an episode out on Thursday. I was slightly tired and I had to take care of my, take care of my roommate's dog. So I apologize to the listeners and, and the, to the listeners out there who listen to this pod so, all right. So I'll make sure to put out a, so game four, I will have a live reaction on the YouTube channel. So make sure you check out that once game four is out. So I usually try to do some, uh, note takings after once the game is over, it takes me about 10 minutes just to do some note takings and all of those stuff. And then I do the live reaction show and then I immediately post it within the next 20 minutes, depending on how much, how long I talk about the game. So, yeah. So, with that being said, like I said, watch, look out for the game, live reaction game four um, video on YouTube once it comes out. And then be on the lookout for more episodes of the Tweet Show podcast whenever I have time, whenever I am not busy, and whenever, even though I'm, sometimes I'm just not busy, but somehow I always find things to do, not, not to, to be busy, I guess, is still thing to say so like i said with that being said i appreciate everybody listening if you want to follow me on social media i'm available i am on all the social media platforms just go to twitter type in tweet show go to youtube type in the tweet show go to facebook type in tweet show even though i've really done very well on the on the facebook page but that's okay that's neither here or there so like i said i will see you guys next time